0: Thanks, Dud. Appreciate it. Troops, appreciate you showing up for muster. Hope all is cool and copacetic on your end. To our friends out of Destiny USA, um, this is becoming a recurring and unpleasant uh, uh, brand, if you will, a characteristic of the way you do business. We seem to hear a lot more about you suing uh, former tenants than we do about you bringing in new tenants. It, it the, the story Often and repeatedly is that, again, somebody couldn't uh, make a a go of it at your mall, um, and, you know, they couldn't pay your high rents, and so you're going to sue them. Now, uh, again, I know you had a contract and everything, but these people only left because your mall crapped the bed. In terms of a delivery of people, these businesses are not idiotic. Uh, They're able to anticipate uh, a success or failure based on customer traffic. If X number of people come into the facility, we will get this percentage of those people. That translates to a certain number, and we will compare that certain number with how many customers we need typically to remain solvent. All that math was done when the promises were being made while Destiny uh, USA was uh, uh, being born, if you will. But then when the whole thing was not projections on a PowerPoint, but people through the door, um, everybody's math uh, uh, went to pieces because that one variable, the number of folks through the door, did not meet the expectations uh, and some would say the assertions or implied promises of the developers of the facility. And so folks have uh, gone out of business there. Uh, again, you might think that's on them or that's their fault. I tend to look at it like, you know, sometimes business succeeds, sometimes it doesn't. It's uh, an inherently risky undertaking. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to throw stones at somebody whose business went belly up. I it might be more inclined to have sympathy for them or whatever. But to make businesses which have died on your premise, to make them a bad guy, and you go after them uh, like a, a dog after a carcass, doesn't—it's not seemly, right? It's, it just doesn't send the right message. Uh, I wonder, speaking of PowerPoints, is there one there now, uh, projections for future revenues at Destiny USA that incorporates as a uh, money stream uh, lawsuits from former tenants or settlements to make those lawsuits go away? There is a a point where I'd also say relative to Ruby Tuesdays, um, no, no matter what the contract says – if they're paying you $17,000 a month and they're not using your property, is there not a point where your own conscience says, come on, we can't take money from these people? I mean, what, what, what bears sway? What, what's Trump card, your conscience or that contract? Right? I mean, and that's a serious question. It, it, generally, in our culture, and, and when I say our culture, I'm speaking of the Judeo-Christian uh, 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 a culture of America with a, a significant infusion of Western European and some of the high points of the rest of the world all thrown in there. But we are are, are not a predatory people. We believe in competition. We believe in profit. We believe in pursuing self-interest within a context of morality. The American way of life is liberty constrained by morality. We don't want government restraining us. We want our consciences restraining us. Be free to do what you wish, uh, but also have as part of who you are a sense of right and wrong. And, uh, for example, in that ethic, in those shared values, the thought that you would not treat anybody else uh, uh, any differently than how you would want to be treated. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's part of our heritage, right? Right. doesn't matter, you know, what color we are, what religion, how long our people have been here. That's kind of the American way. And if somebody couldn't make money and they had to leave, charging them for property they're not using, your contract may allow for that. And, you know, they signed it and you signed it, which means I think you both one day had a lapse of mind or morals but is there nothing within your corporate heart that says, that's not right? You can't take money for nothing, right? The, I mean, you, you've got your contract and your lawyer's whispering in your ear, but is there, is there no whispering from the other side, right? Is there no conscience? Do you have on your shoulder just the devil and not the angel? So, forgive me, this is what I, what I wanted to talk about, and it's a tangent, but it comes up on a pretty regular basis, and I, I'd just be curious what um, percentage of, you know, I'd like to see the pie chart of your income and see what percentage of it is from money and lawsuits from people who uh, it didn't work. My thought would be that as opposed to like sending off lawyers and trying to get a million dollars out of these people, uh, treating them like they are an enemy, you, you might see them as a friend who who fell upon misfortune a friend who after all did come to your mall and did bring you money and was your customer until it became economically unviable for them right and all these lawsuits i think destiny really do nothing but bring attention to the fact that there are a lot of businesses that fare so poorly on your premise that it is better for them to simply vacate and keep paying you rent than it is to try to make a go of it at your mall. Which, again, I, I'm, I'm not Johnny Chamber of Commerce, but that doesn't strike me as a real strong pitch in the pamphlet for Move to Syracuse, right? Brad, glad you called up, sir. Welcome to 570
1: WSYR. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I, yeah, this story really bugs me, and I agree with you 100%. Let let me make a sort of an analogy. When I was at graduate school, I had an apartment lease and I needed to get out of it. I finished my degree early and the landlord was gracious enough to let me out so long as they could rent it out to someone else. So I'm curious if there's some kind of clause in the contract that says if Destiny USA rents it out to someone else, they're absolved. They don't have to pay any more rent after they leave. And the fact that I'm assuming that they can't put anybody in there. I haven't gone to that area of the mall, so I don't know if they've rented that Ruby Tuesday location out to someone else. But I imagine that they're having a tough time renting that out to someone else. Therefore, they're just resorting to trying to extort these people out of that money. And then when you look at, you know, there's a lot of things that don't go in the newspaper word around town that happen at the mall. I'm not going to accuse them of anything, but I think foot traffic... And uh, attendance there has gone way down because of the poor security they have there. People cutting drywall, getting cash registers out of Foot Locker. I mean, it's just getting ridiculous out there. And I agree with you. For them to go after these people after they were gracious enough to sign a long contract, you would think they would stay there if they were making money. So I agree with you 100%. That's all I got to say.
0: Thanks, sir. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Uh, our reporter, Justin Miller, uh, says uh, that uh, Ruby Tuesday hasn't been rented out in years. Here's the thing, though. Uh, and I, I don't know if that lingering vacancy is a function of no demand. I, I presume it is, um, in part. But also, um, and again, not to I, I support and believe in Destiny USA. We've got to find a way to make it work. Right? Because, again, that's the Onondaga County's largest source of crucial sales tax dollars. Um, it is one of the larger entry-level uh, employment opportunities in all of central New York, if we're honest about it. And if it craps the bed and, you know, goes sideways, I tell you what, that is one big ugly albatross out there that this town is going to take a long time to live down. Right? But... As to the lingering vacancy, and the gentleman called up, you know, the landlord said, I'll let you out of your lease if we find another tenant. Um, Well, if I'm the landlord, and you're not there, and you're still paying me, why would I want to find another tenant, right? If I get another tenant... Then I'll have to put up with them, and that will take a certain amount of effort. And it'd probably be pleasant and nice and good, but like I'd have to, you know, talk to them every now and again. Uh, You know, they might say, Hey, the pipes are leaking and I have to go fix the pipes or whatever. They'd be calling me saying, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Bringing whatever degree of, you know, effort or frustration or or who knows what that actually having to serve a customer brings. Um, And if I get that new tenant, I get X amount of money. But if I just sit here and you send me a check once a month for X amount of money, I don't have to go through any of that aggravation. You know what I'm saying? I think it's easier to collect rent on an empty building with no tenant than it is to collect rent on a a property that is... uh, Now, now again, you probably want people in there to maintain traffic for your other customers and, and try to keep your mall alive. But if we're at the point where we're just reading contracts and suing who we can sue to get as much as we can, as long as we can... Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just sitting there. One last thing on, on Conjo finances, and I don't know how we'd ever find this out, but of course they had their game preserve in Wayne County. And, uh, I, I have met a couple of people who got to go out there. You could go there and you could like hunt exotic animals anytime you wanted or fish in their many many ponds, and it was like some grand lodge, uh, and you know they brought you know potential clients or whomever out there every now and again for whatever write it off benefits they got. Um, that was for sale, and uh, I don't know if I heard it sold out, but I'd like who bought that. I want to, Here's the thing: um, I could not kiss up to the consuls enough to get an invite to the hunting lodge, but whoever buys it, you know what I'm saying. I I could kiss up to them. You know what I'm saying? Because if you had a hunting lodge, I would probably go. You know what I'm saying? uh, No, I wouldn't. No. Because I've discovered this. If you're going to rip people on the radio, don't go where they are alone in the woods when they have a gun. Just an FYI. It's time for Traffic and Weather on 570 WSYR. Welcome back, my friends. Four two one ninety seven ninety seven. Chuck, you're on the air, sir. Welcome to five seventy WSYR.
1: Good afternoon, Bob. I just wanted to. Oh, you're saying that you know we depend on that mall for the major uh, tax, you know, sales tax. But mm-hmm. it's kind of funny, isn't it? The destiny of destiny to fail, like every other mall in this area. I mean,
0: not the, the, in, no the age the of way. age of the. Yeah. The age of the mall across the country, for a variety of reasons, does seem to be over. Um, it's a tough time to have a knee, right in the very last years of the mall era. Whether it's large size can help sustain it, um, that is their hope, and it's got to be our hope, too. But again, you, you go to malls almost anywhere in America, and they're, they're half empty. They're, they're dying.
1: What I'm saying it's just like maybe it's a waste of time trying to keep it going, you know a waste of
0: money it 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 i i only they can be the judge of that because it's their money, the big mall people and then the individual uh stores and and the the death of the mall is sad to me when I say the mall, I mean all across America. I a long time ago uh worked at a mall. I loved it. there were people all over it was great um. But those days are long since gone. I also am the sort of shopper where a mall works for me. But when do I go to the mall shopping? On Christmas. And the last two Christmases, I never got around to it. So I'm not keeping them open. And, you know, it is incredibly convenient to shop uh, online. And, you know, uh, there are times I say, listen, I've got a shop locally owned. I've got a shop locally made. I want to go out there. I want to help the small business. And so, you know, we purposely try to do that. And I don't find those stores in the mall. And that kind of puts the mall in a pinch. And I don't don't envy the Conjols or anybody else. It's very, very hard to make a mall work in this day and age. Our only hope is because it is so large, because it is so different, uh, maybe that remains, it's an experience. People want to go there. You know, it's uh, not as convenient as click, click, click online, but you have a fun time while you're there. Maybe that's the draw. And that's what the future is kind of staked on. And if that makes you nervous, I can sure see where you're coming from. Jeff, real quick, what's on your mind, sir?
1: Well, I got to disagree with you, even though I never do. I think if you sign a contract, you you honor the contract. that's it. it. It's really a black and white issue for me. And for pretty much any business owner, once you sign a contract, both sides do their part. Or contracts mean nothing anymore.
0: Yeah, uh, I think of the four-way test that the Rotary has. Uh, is it fair to everybody involved? I, I agree, and co- with contracts, our society commercially is built upon contracts. But uh, I would hate to affix my name or exact from someone uh, any benefit as a consequence of a contract that ultimately ends up being morally wrong. News uh, with Dave Smith, then you on 570 WSYR. Thank you, sir. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, Let me, if I could, read you my column at uh, 570WSYR.com. If you get a chance, I hope that uh, uh, you will go to uh, that website, 570WSYR.com, and uh, perchance share this uh, with your friends via social media. I'd be uh, uh, grateful. It's about something we've been discussing in recent days, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we're about to get screwed here, and uh, uh, we need to stand up and say something. I don't know if we'll be able to protect ourselves, but uh, if we don't try, uh, they, you know, if you don't try, there's, you, don't, you should always try, is what I'm trying to say. Um, here's how it goes. <clears throat> Butler is a little town on the east side of Wayne County, New York, home to something less than 2,000 people in one of the poorest regions in America. It has no money and it has no power. Its Republican assemblyman and senator have no voice in the Democrat-controlled state legislature, and its conservative politics have no representation in the Democrats who sit in the federal Senate. So broken is local belief in the political process that fewer than 150 voters come out for the average election. Like most of upstate New York, it's a backwater being slowly strangled by outside powers and forces it can't understand or fight which gets us to New York City's crap. A scheme is in the offing to truck municipal sewage from New York City to an old quarry in Butler and let it rot. The toilet flushings of Gotham will be dumped on the fields of Butler. Human feces, the most loathsome and revolting of substances, that's what you get when you're a nobody. The Democratic presidential candidates pontificate about environmental justice, while the progressive capital of the nation practices environmental injustice as a right. We are strong and you are weak, the big city says, and you will take our waste. And so it is that for a generation, the garbage of an overcrowded and filthy city has been trucked and trained by the millions of tons into the once-pristine Finger Lakes region of upstate New York. In most of America, 18-wheelers are the lifeblood of the national economy, taking products to market and supplying merchants and manufacturers. In upstate New York, the big trucks are bringing trash around the clock every day of the year, to landfills where farmers once farmed and the Iroquois roamed free, to vistas and valleys carved by glaciers and God into one of the most naturally beautiful places on earth. That's where New York City puts its trash. And just north of there, one township away from Lake Ontario, part of the water source for some 35 million Americans and Canadians, New York City wants to flush its toilet a perpetual parade of tanker trucks carrying human feces to rot in the open air. That ought to smell good in Syracuse and Oswego. That's what's being proposed by enemies near and far. The name on the proposal is Tully Environmental, a cabal out of Flushing, New York. But the crap pit itself, the property involved is owned by something called Syracuse Sand and Gravel. And Syracuse Sand and Gravel is owned by Risselli Enterprises, which is owned by Central New York businessmen Joseph and Richard Risselli. They are the kings of trash trucking. It seems a fair number of their 400 trucks are employed bringing New York City garbage to upstate landfills. Now it looks like they are going to collect rent on the abomination in Butler and cash in big by trucking the filth of millions into the backyard of hundreds. So this project involves not just drowning in the feces of the city, but being pissed on by profit-taking neighbors. Let's review the hydrology. People flush the toilet in New York City. The Rosselles truck that to Butler and dump it into their quarry. From there, it seeps into Walcott Creek, which runs adjacent to the site and flows into a mill pond in the village of Walcott. Then over a little waterfall, and from thence into Port Bay on Lake Ontario, five miles from fence from fence to beach. But wait, there's more. This rape of Wayne County will produce compost. Rotten human feces laced with whatever medications, adulterations, and heavy metals end up down the toilet. The plan calls for this compost to then be spread on the fields and in the orchards and vineyards of this fertile and pristine region, which ought to add an interesting bouquet to Finger Lakes Wines and a whole new marketing option for New York apples. I'm sure the milk drinkers and wine enthusiasts and apple eaters of America will endorse the practice of swaddling New York agriculture in human waste. That's how we get E. coli on imported lettuce, right? And that's how we tell rural, impoverished New York that its people and their lives mean nothing to the big city and the moneyed interests that feed off it. This is Can't stand. This is immoral, unwise, and wrong. And simply put, the people of upstate, uh, the people of upstate, say to New York City, "We don't want your crap." And uh, that's my column today at 570wsyr.com. Again, if you could maybe send it to your politicians or to your local reporters or whatever, or to your friends, uh, uh, put it up on your Facebook. I'd be grateful. Because here's the reality of the situation. Now, I don't know if you have a map of uh, New York State or of Wayne County in your head, and you might be saying, Wayne County, Bob, what's that? Well, here's the deal. It's close uh, but far. Uh, This town, Butler, is in the north. Now, listen to what I'm saying. Butler is in the northeast corner of Wayne County, right? Wayne County, between, see, you know, Oswego County sits on top of Onondaga County. And then just to the west of both of them is the rather narrow finger of Cayuga County. All right. On the uh, other side of Cayuga County from Oswego and Onondaga County uh, on the northern half is Wayne County. So and in the upper, this, this is so confusing, isn't it? In the northeast corner of Wayne County. Um, uh, uh, close to Oswego, close to Onondaga County. That's where Butler is. It is the second town down from the lake. So in the northeast corner of Wayne County, the, uh, there's one more town between Butler and um, uh, the lake. So it's up there. And so it's it's close closer to the Syracuse media market, than it is to the Rochester media market. But it's stuck out there where they don't have, like I said, there's no power, there's no money, there are no politicians going to stick up for them. Um, And what I'm trying to do, to be honest with you, is I'm trying to get uh, others in the Syracuse media market to notice this and to say something about it and to do something about it. Because the closest television antennas, the closest uh, printing presses to that place in Butler are in Syracuse, right? And um, if these people on their own have to face this, they're going to get steamrolled. Somebody's going to write a check here. Somebody's going to write a check there. And I also believe that this is a Syracuse issue because it is a Syracuse company, uh, Roselli Enterprises, which is very clearly a key component in this plan and will be a prime profiteer from it in all likelihood. Which, you know, again, I go make money, advance your business. But we ought to stop and say, do you really want human waste brought up here and open-air composted? Left out, well, we mix uh, wood fiber in with it and let it rot. And open-air, they put like a... There'll be a, a, a screen or a roof over the top, but the sides are all open, right? Uh, according to the uh, renderings of what this is going to look like. And what do you think that odor is? What does that smell like? What does that do to the lives and property of all the people up and around there? Well, Bob, you got property rights, and damn it, they can do anything with their land they want to. Well, w- we really don't believe that. Right? I mean, I am all about property rights. But if what you do on your property clearly and undeniably damages me on my property, in our society, we have held that you do not retain that prerogative. You do not have that right. Right? And to come in and put thousands of tons of human feces there where it will sit and go into the air. And if you can tell me that that won't go into the water, you're going to have to do a pretty dance to be convincing in that regard. And also, there is the simple issue of, have you no shame? Have you no sense of treating your neighbors appropriately? And do you want to be a profiteer in the despoiling of this place and this region through the importation of an endless supply of human feces. Right? This stuff can't be disposed of in the ocean because it is considered too noxious and because it creates dead zones in the ocean. But what they can't dump 100 miles out at sea, they're going to come up here and dump in Wayne County, upwind from Oswego, five miles from Lake Ontario, right? How many communities draw their drinking water from Lake Ontario? Pretty much all of them up there. So don't worry, it won't be too much, probably not bad. I just, it, it's, it's, I'll shut my mouth. I recognize nobody else gives a damn about this, but uh, it is an outrage. And for whatever reason... Because of the money of it, because of the politics of it, uh, we're just going to sit here and watch it happen. The, 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 anyway, I'm shutting my mouth. 421 It's time for Traffic and Weather on 570 WSYR. Very quickly, number four two one ninety seven ninety seven. That in the three one five. Catherine, I'm honored you called us, ma'am. Welcome to five seventy WSYR.
1: Why, hello, Bob. How are you?
0: I'm well, dear lady. I hope you're the same.
1: I am. I just was calling because I wanted to comment on what you were just talking about. The obviously the smell that would be um, created from this this proposal that they're going to do, I was just, it reminded me, I have a cottage on Canbagle Lake, and on our way there, usually, we drive through, we drive right past the landfill. And every time we drive past it, all I can smell is the methane that they're burning off from the landfill. And I can just only imagine what that smell could be if they are airing out human waste from downstate making it even worse, you know what I mean? I just can't imagine that they came up with
0: this idea. Like, what is yeah. wrong with them? Yeah, m- money money makes people blind to a lot of things. But look, look at that dear lady's situation. She's driving to a cottage on Canandaigua Lake, one of the most beautiful places on earth. The Finger Lakes are astounding. She's going to a recreation area. She's going to a cottage on Canandaigua Lake, And to get there, she has to drive by a massive landfill of garbage from a place that's five hours away. She has to smell the trash of a people from hundreds of miles away. That's simply not right. Let's not get any more of that. Neil, thanks for holding, sir. You're on 570 WSYR.
1: Hi, Bob. I've got a very hey simple, very political solution to this problem. Okay. Everybody up here should email the White House and tell them about this and see if we can get Donald Trump to send the EPA up here since we know he loves New York and New York loves him. Well, that's why our. If-
0: Okay, buddy, you said it well. If there is a federal regulatory role in this, and I don't know if there is or is not, uh, that's a John Katko deal. I, I don't know. See, Katko is a Republican in a Democrat-controlled House. They're, you know, He's not going to get anything legislatively done up in there. He doesn't have that power, I don't think. But from a federal regulatory standpoint, the one elected representative who potentially could come to the assistance of these people would be John Katko. And so uh, another couple of days here, I'm going to tap on his door and say, Congressman, what do you think about this? It is time for news. Dave Smith has prepared pretty gosh darn good newscast. Lynn us get us going in the right direction. We'll be back taking your calls as soon as he's done on 570 WSYR. Um, that's, you're right about that, Alexa. Here's where they go to get a good mattress. It's a uh, Mattress Express. This is a locally owned regional chain of mattress stores. Locally owned means you're not sending your money off to Timbuktu. This builds your region and your community financially. Uh, a, a locally owned chain. It means that they get some pretty good, because uh, uh, they buy a fair number, they get the, you know, the, that you typically can get better prices from wholesalers and manufacturers if that's a circumstance. They've got some weight to throw around as they talk to the people who make the mattresses. That ends up helping you. It, it, MattressExpressNY.com is the website. I'll give you the addresses in Syracuse, Oneida, Oswego, Evans Mills, New Hartford, Watertown, and Pulaski, of where these stores are. And also, complete list of all the lines of mattresses that are there. But to really understand these mattresses, you've got to go in and lay down on them. It's ooh-la-la time. Like, man, this is comfortable. Of particular note, don't leave the store without laying down on the numbered bed by instant comfort. It's like freaking wild. Like, what? They can do that? How does that work? It's like somebody cast a magic spell, and the bed gets comfortable just the way you want. Push the button. Oh yeah, that's. Oh yeah, that's it right there. You want this place? Mattress Express.